We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gentlemen, yesterday you all trailed by two entering the fourth and fell short. Today you were down by one, a different result. RJ, what were you tasking yourself with to make sure of that? Yeah, you know, yesterday in the beginning of the fourth, we came out kind of flat. So tonight we just wanted to put the pressure on them right at the beginning of the fourth, you know, build a lead, and, and we did that. The fourth quarter was all about you, but Julius, the rest of the game, you and D'Angelo Russell were dueling back and forth. You started your games, your careers together, rather, in Los Angeles. What is that like for you? Oh, it's fun. Uh, you know, we used to compete a lot in practice, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Uh, we used to compete in everything, video games. You know, we were growing up as kids here, so, uh, you know, nine years later, eight years later, whatever it is, to be back on this court, uh, you know, battling it out again was fun. What goes into a rebound game for you? It's the second night of a back-to-back, -back, and yet you come out with an entirely different energy. Uh, my mental, uh, my mental is sharp. Uh, games like that happen, you know. I work on my craft. I know what I put into my craft, so I'm not going to second-guess myself just because I had a bad game. Uh, come back next game, be better. And that's what you did tonight. Also, when you're looking at closing games, you all have struggled a little bit with it without Jalen Brunson. What did you learn from tonight's game that you can take with you moving forward? Uh, you know, we just stayed in attack mode um, and, and played together. You know, and especially just getting those easy, you know, transition points, that definitely helps us. Gentlemen, thank you. Congratulations on the win. Keith! What's going on, Keith? Unnecessarily close, but we pulled it out, and that's all I care about. Such a Julius-type game, amen to that. But more bad than good, so I'll take it. Um, I think you meant more good than bad, so I'll take it. Love to see RJ get downhill. Like I said before, Hart is my savior. Let's go. Um, and then uh, props to KFS. Thank you, man. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was unnecessarily close, but let's just, here's what I, I was kind of saving this. It's 40 wins. It's 40 wins. I, I, we're not throwing any flowers yet. It's not 41, which is when you're guaranteed to be a 500 team. It's not 42, which is when you're guaranteed to be an over 500 team. Um, it's not 46, which is when you're guaranteed to finish the season um, 10 games over 500. I think if I was to, if I was to sign for a number right now that I think that's probably the worst number that I would sign for six and six, 46 and 36. But even that would be again, finish the season 10 games over 500. Like it's, and it's certainly not 50 wins, but like just again, go back and look at the records over the last 20 some odd years and a lot of win totals. 
that certainly start with a number less than four. So let's take a half a second and appreciate the fact that, um, yes, it was unnecessarily close. I get it. Completely agree. But 40 wins for this Knicks team. And I know before the season, I wasn't sure they would get 40. I, I was not a believer in this team to the extent that they've done what they've done. Um, I believed in some things about this team. I did not believe in them to this extent. So great job by them. Prove me wrong. Thank you, Keith. Um, Abdullah Diallo. Every time I'm out, they pull me back in. Hashtag we back. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I was ever out. Uh, I know, I know you're being facetious, but they, they, cause they've still done things well and they've still played hard and they've still shown even in the straight, three straight losses, you know, with kind of with the exception of that Hornets game, which was just like, again, they were emotionally, mentally, and probably physically sapped, but, uh, they're they they still showed you over, over this little losing streak that they're still the team that we've come to love. And, uh, tonight they just pulled it out. So, and they needed to <laughs> for, for all of us as, as much as I'm sure for themselves. Thanks, Abdullah. I have, uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, Dom, Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? It's great to hear from you as always. Great win when they needed it the most. Anyone who picked the Knicks for on the over for 39 and a half wins, give them three stars. Enjoy the win. And please don't fall in a trap on Tuesday. Hashtag we back. Um, is Tuesday a trap game? I mean, the easy answer is yes. Um, the Blazers at press time are 31 and 37. Not great. Um, they are, they do have a winning record at home. They're 17 and 15 at home. Uh, I know they are coming off what I, I did not watch any of this game, but I, um, <clears throat> Uh, my understanding is it was not pretty. Uh, they lost 127 to 110 earlier today to uh, a, the Pelicans in a game that was um, not close. They were down by, oh my God, what were they down by? Jesus Christ. Portland at one point in this game was down 114 to 76 in the fourth quarter. So the final score of this one was not reflective of how poorly I think the, the Blazers played and um, no Brandon Ingram in that game either for Portland or for, for uh, the Pelicans. And they put that on the, on the Blazers. Um, Trey Murphy, Jesus Christ, Trey Murphy, the third 41 points on 20 shots. Nice, nice draft pick there. Uh, but again, there was no Dame today. Um, you know, this team without Dame is just like, if Dame doesn't play, then obviously that's a game. Then it's then it's a trap game. If Dame does play, I'm not willing to say that any game against a Blazer team with Damian Lillard on the court is a trap game. That's a game that's going to be a tough game. And if they don't have Brunson, which it looks like they won't, you know, Knicks should still win, but yeah. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, man. As always. Dominic Manzi, what's going on, Dominic? Lock, deuce in a gym. With Josh Hart. Why are we doing that? So they could like <laughs> just tire each other out. Um, no, I, I, I get that. Like similar players though, right? Like Deuce got in there. Was it last night or was it tonight? I got to check my notes. He got in there for an offensive rebound 
Um, I think it was last night, actually. Uh, he had a big steal tonight. I know that he had so many, I have so many great notes for Deuce, but I think the offensive rebound I'm thinking of was yesterday. In any case, they, I think they're very similar players. Deuce is just a smaller version. Um, you could probably get a better nose for the ball, but then again, I don't think anyone has a better nose for the ball than Josh Hart. Um, and then he just needs to improve the jumper, but we know that. I don't know if Josh Hart's the guy I want teaching him a jump shot. <laughs> Thanks, Dominic. Appreciate you, man. Hamdy with another one. Hashtag father of McBride. Hashtag I'm all heart MFR. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Did he actually say that? I'm all heart, mother freaker. Um, thank you, Hamdy. Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on, Sam Garcia's dad? In Julius, we trust. Hashtag 40 wins. Yeah, it's, I'm not surprised. There's not a, lot, a, whole lot, a whole lot of praise for you. Listen, let me just say this about Julius. I appreciate you saying in Julius, we trust. It'll give me an opportunity to not push back on something I said a few minutes ago about that. I didn't think Julius had a, a, a great game. I think the last three games and the fact that Julius is not getting a lot of love tonight. And again, I'm not saying he should, but the last this week basically has reminded you that people fans are still going to be very skeptical when it comes to this player. And, um, you know, quick to quick to get very nervous and quick to perhaps um, not believe <laughs> in what uh, it seemed like we were believing for, for a long time. And look, a season like last season will do that to you to say nothing of like the Atlanta series the year before. And then the whole season before that and the whole thing. So I'm not, I'm not saying it hasn't been earned, but I, I do. I, I'm going to, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. I'm going to try to uphold something I wrote or I said, or both right around the all-star break this year or earlier, actually, which is that like Julius is our guy. Good, bad, everything in between. Julius is our guy. We roll with him. He has earned that. And, um, you know, I hope they continue to try to mitigate the things that are not so great. I hope Julius continues to try to mitigate the things that are not so great. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sam Garcia's dad, as always. Frank Miranda. What's up, Mag? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. RJ transformed from RJ West Brick back to RJ Barrett tonight. Big win, and I am lighting candles to Santa Maria that Brunson's injury is not that serious. Um, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be back by the weekend. Transform from RJ Westbrook. Well, so I actually, I don't know about that because he was one of eight from deep. I don't, do I want to check RJ's current three-point percentage? I don't think I do. I don't think I want to check that. So I'm not going to. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, he does have to clean. I, RJ does need to hit threes at some point, you know, more. And and the one he hit tonight was huge, but he does need to hit threes at some point. Just because, you know, if playoff, if playoff defenses are going to guard him, it's, it's going to, it's not, uh, it's not going to be great. <clears throat> Thank you, Frank. Appreciate you as always. 
Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? Josh Hart does so many things to help th- that help everyone else. I love him so much. Good RJ game. Great deuce minutes. Another exhibition of watching Julius battle his inner demons live in front of us. It's the best show in sports, baby. Here we go. <laughs> Free of charge. Come right. Step right up. Half man, half. Not half. Half man, half. I was going to say half man, half amazing. Half man, half. Uh, I mean, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Real life. Wild player. Uh, 40 wins. Let's go next. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. It is the, it is quite a show. Uh, busy with another one. Busy. You're too kind, man. Number nine um, gets played like Russell Westbrook defender goes under the screen and without elite athleticism, he still gets into the paint at will. Hopefully this game will allow the haters to give him time and not run him out of town. Uh, I think I think I'm, I'm included in that group. Uh, I don't want to run him out of town. I I, I still suspect that you know this is going to be an interesting summer, um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I yeah, I mean I'm giving him more time to develop his offense has never been my issue, especially with, as we always talk about the fact that his role has changed so much and what is asked of him has changed so much and adjusted and fluctuated up and down and up and down and left and right and everything in between and the whole thing. It's not easy for anybody, let alone a player who is still on his rookie contract. I just, I I, I just wish I saw a little bit more consistency with, and this is where my rant was four nights ago with some of the little things. And, um, you know the effort stuff, the, the 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 heady plays that don't always get made, and, and stuff like that. So, but I agree with you. It is a skill for him to be able to do what he does with his deficits to be able to have a game finishing like that. Kudos to him. Hat tip to him all the way. Thank you, busy. Appreciate you, man. Pack Daddy 23. Greetings from the Palm Springs of Washington. I didn't know there was a Palm Springs of Washington, but I learned something new every day. Much needed dub. Looking forward to catching Tuesday's game in Portland. Thanks, KFS. Let's go next. Awesome. Um, so I'm assuming that there is actually a town called Palm Springs in Washington as opposed to you being in like... A, I don't know, a coastal town in Washington that is like akin to like they call it the Palm Springs. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to research this right now. But anyway, shout out to you for being a Knicks fan in the Pacific Northwest. I hope you get to see a win on Tuesday. And um, that's great. Agree. Much needed W. Dom Cappuccini with another one. McBride earning a spot while Jalen Brunson's out. You got to love it. Welcome back to Earth, Julius. You so-and-so. Uh, take care of business in Portland. Um, yeah, McBride earned his minutes. Um, I think once Brunson comes back, I, I I suspect that McBride will be out again. I think the bigger question is what what, what will McBride be for them next year and moving forward. Is he a guy who are they going to, I, I I think they kind of like him in the role that he's in right now. 
which is to say kind of the first reserve guard after he's like the first, the first one outside of the rotation. I, I think they like that. And I, I think that role serves him well um, because he, he brings the energy. Obviously he messes up the game on defense for the opposing team. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would guess, but he's, I mean, he certainly, he, he, Nails down that spot and then some for sure. Thank you, Dom. Appreciate you as always. You're always incredibly generous on here. Oh, wait, here we go. Yakima. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yakima is the Palm Springs of Washington. If I pronounce that incorrectly, I apologize. I would like to go to Yakima. I don't know anything about Yakima. Sounds like a lovely place. I've never been to Washington State. Always wanted to go. Never been to Oregon either. Always wanted to go there too. Uh, Keith, again, thank you, Keith. Also, if Deuce is going to be any type of threat from three, he could be on my team any day of the week. It's that simple. Kudos to him. We needed it. If he was a knockdown 40-plus percent shooter from outside, which, again, is not easy when you're a guy who's not playing a ton of minutes and not getting a ton of looks, but if he was that, if he was that, I think he'd be a rotation player on certainly most teams. Um, but you love when he comes in now, especially. I know I was happy when he came in tonight. I know you were too, Keith. Uh, good, good, good thought there. I will actually, I do want to check his three point percentage. So Deuce tonight um, went. He was a plus 15, we should say. He was two of four uh, from deep. And on the season, let's see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself look very silly here. I'm going to guess the deuce is hitting, hitting 33, 34% from three on the season. Let's see here. 28.2% from three. On the season. So that, but that number will go up, I think, after tonight. I don't think these stats updated yet. So let's put him at a clean 29% from three on the year. He's got a little ways to go to get the 40%. But if he gets there, completely agree with you. Thanks, Keith. Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? How are you? Ever since that stretch without Mitch, it's been a series of varying tests. This Brunson less run is going to prove valuable come playoffs. Not pretty, but they're working through it in an important way. Um, I mean, if somebody would have told you that, so again, let's just kind of take stock here. So no Brunson for Lakers, Clippers, half of the Kings game. So two and a half. Uh, no Brunson for Charlotte, no Brunson for Boston. So that's four and a half games without Jalen Brunson. They've gone two and three in those games. And they only had their full complement of players, like their full starting lineup for the Miami game, the Brooklyn game, the Boston game, the previous one. And then New Orleans and Washington, obviously they went five and zero oh in those games. And then you go back to the Atlanta game before the break. Um, Mitch was out 
for that game as he was for all of the games going back to um, the Washington game. Like if somebody would have told you coming off that that second Toronto game that they lost, the fourth loss in a row on Sunday, January 22nd, that over the next whatever it's been, you know, um, seven weeks or so, that they were going to be without Mitch for another whatever it was, 10, 12 games, and then you're going to be without Brunson for essentially a handful of games. And you would have been like, okay, guess their record. None of us, not a one of us <laughs> would have guessed that their record would be what it is. And that is a testament to this team's toughness and their grit and their ability to, to never give up and, um, and never die. Thanks, Anthony. Good, good, good stuff there. I appreciate you brought that up. Andrew Claudio. <clears throat> it should be interesting. Let's go. This is for the Knicks win, the co-victory in the Oscars pool, and for taking RJ to score 30 points at plus 600 in betting and sweating. You took my advice from this past week when I had him at plus 700 to score 30 against, uh, what was it? Did I do it against the Kings? The Horn- I think I did it for against the Kings. Yeah. No. Against the Hornets. That's what I did. I did it against the Hornets and he and he crapped the bed in the fourth quarter. Um, so good job by you. Uh and congratulations for your co-victory in the Oscars pool. Um with me. We share our victory. And uh shout out to all the losers, uh, your fiance, my wife, and the Ozorowskis. Sucks to be them. But good job by us. Rob Delusma, JM and our man, Andrew, I will talk mad amounts of smack out here in Los Angeles and KFS's honor. LOL. Rob, you better represent, man. You got to represent KFS. You got to represent blue and orange. Um, hope all the Lakers fans. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to say, I hope they're all miserable tonight, but like they're not going to be miserable because they're all fair weather fans. So. They're going to go out and they're going to be like, oh, wait, I live in L.A. Life is great. I don't care if the Lakers lost. Which, I mean, shout out to smart life choices. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you, man. Isaac Dweck. Harlow plus Wally equals Han. Um, Harlow plus Wally equals Han. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about that equation. Uh, I am a math teacher. Uh, I don't know about that equation, but sure. Okay. Appreciate you and contribution. Thanks, Isaac. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 
866-610-3666-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Not taking away from Jalen Brunson. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I like where this is going already. But this season made me realize the importance of multiple stars, 
not only from a talent standpoint, but to prevent the defense from keying in on one guy. We need Brunson, Julius, and RJ. Oh, okay. I, I was worried. I didn't know where that comment was going at first. Um, so... Yes. You do need multiple stars. Oh, sorry. Uh, before I finish this comment, I forgot the most important loser, the biggest loser in life and in the Oscars pool. Shout out to Yash. Um, okay, back to this comment. Uh, I do think that there are certain stars that you can't, a defense can't take away. How many of those stars are there in the league? You know, um, I don't know. Are there 10? Are there eight? Are there seven? Are there 12? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and do the list right now, but the thing is when you take those stars away, if you've built your team wisely by taking them away, you're going to get great looks for, for everybody around you. And so like the thing with taking Brunson away is now that okay, so you're you're taking Brunson out of the equation. Now you you have Randall, and now you have RJ, and you have quickly, and you have all the way down the line. Like none of those guys rise to the level, I think, of like okay, well Brunson's gone, but don't worry, we still have these guys, and we're still going to either get a great look for that player or great looks for everybody else. One because I don't think any of those players have that same gravity, with all due respect to Julius Randall, but also like I don't know, the Knicks aren't built that way. Like the Knicks don't have a team with great shooting where you're just going to kick it out. And like, you know, more often than not, you're just, you know, you're going to get a team that's going to nail 42 or 43% of their open looks in any given game. Like a lot of times you're not going to get that. So for all those reasons, I, I think um, like, yes, they do need all, all of those guys. Um I, I I'm not I'm not I will not go so far though as to say despite the fact they had a great game tonight I don't think it's necessarily Brunson Julius and RJ I think they need Brunson Julius and one more guy to really pick up the slack in a significant way I don't think it necessarily needs to be RJ when those other two guys are in and going well thanks Dan <clears throat> uh, L Coreano eleven what's going on I always struggle with that name when I see it of the players that the Knicks passed on in the draft, which player would be the best fit on the current team? Oh my God. What a question is this? Shay Donovan or McCall? I choose McCall. Goodness gracious, gracious. Um, oh man. This is, this is breaking my, the, I understand why you're choosing McCall and I'm I actually might choose McCall Bridges too. I think that's a little bit too disrespectful to both Donovan Mitchell and Shea Gilders Alexander. And there is a big part of me that I actually I'm actually think I think I would I would probably choose Shea. And Shea and actually now that I'm thinking about it, it might even be very disrespectful for me to have even thought hard about it. 
I mean, Shea Gilders Alexander is going to, is going to make all NBA this year. He was on track to get like serious MVP consideration before the thunder kind of fell out of it. And, and to be clear, Donovan Mitchell would probably be my bet to finish fifth place in MVP right now. After the big top four, I had questions about the fit in terms of being a, elevating the team to championship contention status with Donovan and, and, and Jalen and Julius or the summer. I still have some of those questions. Now I have questions about it. A, a Jalen Donovan backcourt in terms of like both of those guys do really want the ball, I think, or operate best with the ball. And I know Jalen could do off ball. He's a, he's a really good player. Man, Donovan just likes to have the ball a lot. And he's freaking great with it, by the way. Is there, is there such, I, I love this question. I, I think my answer is going to be Shay. I could talk about this reason and, and, and talk around it for another 20 minutes. I'm going to go with Shay. I, I understand why you chose McCall. I think I got to go with Shay because I think that just elevates the ceiling of your team. Uh, SGA is such a good, he's a good, obviously a very good defender. And offensively, the guy just like, he, I mean, talk about a guy talk about who fits what the Knicks do. Drive, get fouled. That's it. rinse, wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, drive, get fouled. Make a lot of baskets at the rim, and uh, make the appropriate pass when it's there to be made. I mean, <clears throat> and that dude could play next to Brunson. I think if if SGA could play next to Giddy, SGA could play, play next to Brunson. I think. <clears throat> Good question. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Making me reach into my brain. I don't know if my answer is right, but uh, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Uh, great to see you as always. Very proud of this bounce back team effort. Character win. JR, uh, Julius Randall, and RJ Barrett made me feel happy, and the bench held it down today. I heart, OB heart, and Deuce, all solid. I think you could, like, up and down the roster, there's only one guy who had a bad game today, <clears throat> and that was Mitch. Mitch is the only guy who had a bad game today. And I think, and it's weird because he's been so good and so consistent all season long. He came back from injury. He was so consistent coming off the injury. And then just like the Kings game, not, not good. The Clipper game yesterday was certainly better. I mean, he grabbed eight offensive rebounds against the Clippers. Although I don't know that I loved how he played, and then today, just another step down, even worse than the Kings game. I, I don't know what was up with Mitch, but everybody else played great. So shout out everyone. Um, thanks, Asian. Appreciate you. Kevin Danishevsky with another one. 40 wins. Funny enough, except for one RJ possession, I didn't think the late game offensive process was that bad. One critique there is IQ should look to score more, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it was as bad as some of the other late game offenses that they've run. I also think that is the world's lowest bar. And it looked better and slightly more competent than some of those other ones. But like... Again, think about how they scored at the end of the game. I, I understand you're you're focusing on the process, and like there. Well, there was a there was a shot that I think it might have been RJ actually that took it. Um, maybe that's the possession you're talking about, where it was like a little bit early in the clock. But 
their late game offense. I mean, here's how they generated their points late in the game. We'll just go through it very quickly. So they got the two free throws from Josh Hart, which was an intentional foul. That was with five seconds left. The previous basket that they made was with two minutes and 34 seconds left. That was the RJ two point shot where Josh Hart hit ahead. So that really was just like, that was essentially a fast break. Before that, it was a Julius Randle long two, which was again, big shot, but like he had 19 foot two, two pointer. It's not exactly great offense. That was with 337 to go. And then before that, it was the RJ, what felt at the time to me, at least like a lucky three pointer as the clock was running out to put him up by 10. That was your late game offense. I mean, and then, I mean, like, but I get what you're saying. I appreciate what you're saying in comparison to some of some of the other stuff that they've done. Could be, could be, could always be worse. Kev could always be worse. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Ivan Omar, what's going on, Ivan Omar? My country is celebrating the success of one of our own winning the Oscar for Best Actress. Congratulations, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Me and the Knicks fans in Malaysia have more to celebrate. It is a great day. Um, Ivan, I thought I loved the performance. Um, I did not love the movie. It did not resonate with me as it obviously did for a lot of people. I appreciated it. I enjoyed it. Um, certainly a worthy best picture winner. And um, just you, what you love to see that for someone. And and this really goes to a lot of the winners tonight. I mean, you look up and down um, from her co-star who won best supporting actor to Jamie Lee Curtis to um my god oh my god brendan frazier this was really the oscars of like putting in the work never giving up sticking with it people who maybe were never out of it but like there were times where if you went like through each of the people who won the acting awards tonight and you're like oh yeah that person's gonna win an acting trophy you know in 2023 people would have looked at you and been like excuse me so really really cool um you know for all of them and, and for her um and a great performance i do want to give a shout out to um kate blanchett and tar which was my personal favorite performance of the year by a, by a hair over uh shelio uh just more my type of movie which is probably why i like the performance a little bit more but both of them i mean Either of them. Totally deserving winners. Thanks, Ivan. CJ Cervantes. Looking at where we are today, what makes us a contender? Star center or a star guard? He gives examples of Embiid or Booker. Um, My mind is not really in this space right now. Uh, I think they could be a contender with Embiid or Booker. How's that for an answer? Um, Embiid's probably a cleaner fit or a a cleaner one for me to see just because I I think he's just a better player than Booker, but Booker's great. I think they'd be a contender with Booker. Thanks, CJ. Andrew Palladino. What's going on, Andrew? In the first half, I just kept yelling at my TV for RJ to attack the rim more and stop shooting threes. In the second half, he started doing just that and hit a big three after getting his confidence back. 
He was the key down the stretch. Andrew, you know what I think the key of this game was? I think you were the key to this game because you yelled at your TV enough that the basketball gods heard you and they incepted R.J. Barrett's brain and they made him start attacking the basket and made him start attacking the basket effectively, which was the key. You made those shots. Very important. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Andrew with another one for GMAC. Uh, if he's still up, I, I think he's, he's definitely up. I don't know if he's still watching. Um, have you talked yourself into a rod to the jets? Like I've done recently. So I don't even have to wait for Andrew to text on this one. I know the answer. He has absolutely talked himself into Aaron Rodgers on the jets. I think he's drinking the, he's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's happy if it happens. Um, but the Jets will find a way to Jets it up and uh, Andrew will be right back on the ledge as every good Jet fan is. Thanks, Andrew. Jesse M. Josh, he can't shoot heart up to 36.2% from three on the season, which means he must be at about 65% still for the Knicks. That dude was never a 31% three-point shooter. I mean, he just wasn't. Um, he's a better shooter than that. <clears throat> I don't know how that number got so low in Portland. It's a shame that it did, but lucky for us because if that dude was shooting shooting thirty six point two percent from three all year long, I wonder if a contender would have made a bigger a, a, a play for him. I don't know that they necessarily would have beaten. You know what the what the so the nice thing for the Blazers with that pick is the Blazers looked at that pick and they're like, all right, we're probably going to get like the 16th or 17th pick in the draft, which unless a contender was offering like multiple firsts that maybe they probably wasn't going to even if he was shooting better from three. I don't know if that offer would have been there, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one, but I'm happy he's doing it here. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, Will Oliver, what's going on, Will? Knicks win. Brendan Fraser wins. Happy Sunday, everyone. Uh, love the Brendan Fraser love. Uh, he is. He has had one of the more fascinating careers in American film over the last 30 years, starting with, I don't know if it started with Encino Man, but that's where I, I he was in. Um, my God, what was the movie where he played a student? I forget one of those early nineties movies, but Encino man for me is when he popped onto the scene and uh, he's had quite a career. I would recommend, uh, I know we're, I know Andrew will yell at me for recommending a different podcast on this show, but uh, I thought the big picture did a very good career retrospective on Brendan Fraser in which um, a gentleman who writes for, I think he writes for GQ um, or Esquire, one of those magazines, uh, who had profiled Frazier a few times, came on the episode. And if you're interested in Brendan Frazier, I would just strongly recommend that listening to that podcast. They kind of go through all his films and they do a top 10 and it's, it's a nice look back. <laughs> and now Andrew texts me, official statement regarding Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Very easy to talk yourself into anyone after three seasons of Zach Wilson. I thought it was two seasons of Zach Wilson. Has it been two or three already? My goodness. That's unfortunate. Uh, RJ team, what's going on? I hope to get the crow out. Oh, wait, where's where's the crow? Uh, quick thoughts. What do we do with the Dallas pick? Keep it. Question mark. <clears throat> so the Dallas pick's getting pretty interesting, right? 
Um, Kyrie has been missing games and Luca is, is out right now. Um, the Mavs lost today to the Grizzlies. I, I didn't even realize that. I'm just going to be honest. <clears throat> oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the They lost yesterday to the Grizzlies. Excuse me. Can't keep my can't keep my day straight. It's what happens when you get old. Um, <clears throat> so the Mavs, as of right now, are in eighth place in the West. They're 34 and 34. They're a game. They're one game ahead of this is fucking wild. Sorry to curse. I don't think I've cursed yet on this pod today. They're one game ahead of not one, not two, not three, but four teams in a four way tie for ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th. The Jazz, the Thunder, the Lakers and the and the um, Pels. F you Lakers. We pushed you out of the the night spot by yourself. And they're also tied with Minnesota and they're a game back of golden state. And they're a game and a half back um, (laughs) of uh, the Clippers. So like I'm going through this because I do think where the pick ends up kind of influences what they do with it to a certain extent, because you could tell me right now that the Clipper or that the Laker, that the Mavs, you could tell me even with the Doncic injury and even with the Kyrie injury situation, you could tell me they finished fifth or sixth and we're looking at the 19th pick. You could tell me they finish ninth, win one play-in game, maybe lose another. And we're looking at the 13th pick in the draft. and. Not that like the 13th and the 19th picks in the draft would have like drastically different value, but I do think the valuation is different, is different enough to the point where I guess here's long story short. My gut feeling says the Knicks will try to trade this pick and they will try to use it in a, in a trade. In a in a big trade that they want to, I mean, in a perfect world, I think the Knicks make a star trade this summer. I think that's what they'd love to do. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, but I think that's what they'd like to do. And I think if the pick is that much higher, if the pick is like in the lottery, maybe it holds enough additional value where some team out there, you know, has a guy that they really like or whatever. If the pick is more like 18, 19, 20, I'm not saying it doesn't have value. Obviously it has value, but like I could see them doing something more like what they did a few years ago with the trade that shall not be named. Um, i.e. the trade for the Hornets pick that turned into Cam Reddish. I could see them doing something like that and just trying to kick the tire down the road again. If it was like a late ish first an earlier first, I don't know. I, but I mean, I, again, I just like, they're trying to, they're, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I think as of right now, if you ask the Knicks front office, all right, what are the goals for next season? They're going to be like, oh, we're going to try to figure out a way to be a championship contender. And whether they could get that, who the hell knows, to that status, who the hell knows. But like, that's typically not a team who's going to roster a high first round pick and actually like, you know, make the best use of that player such that it's not like a car that loses X percent of its value. The second you, you turn it off the lot, which is again, why I think they traded one of those 
first rounders two years ago in the draft that they drafted Quentin Grimes and Deuce Pride. Um, and then who knows? Maybe there's someone they fall in love with. Or they try to trade up for someone that they fall in love with. I don't know. Uh, it's so early. I don't, I don't know. But my guess would be that they try to trade it. And everything I said a minute ago is, is kind of where their thinking is. Uh, thanks, RJ team. Jesse M. Counting down the days till the Mavs pick ends up in the lotto. I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. That'd be great. Can only hurt or can only help. And on that note, is that it? All right. Hey, listen, it's freaking 1 a.m. on a Monday morning. Um, APJP, I'll, I'll do my usual invite you. If you want to come up and say hi, feel free. I'll filibuster for 30 seconds to give you a chance if you want to do that. Um, but in the meantime, I will say thank you to everyone for tuning in tonight. Um, don't forget to like this video. And if you have already, um, if you have not already done so, please subscribe to Nick's Film School, both the YouTube channel. And if you're somehow listening to this on podcast feed on uh, Monday and you have not subscribed to the podcast, like the KFS podcast feed, you subscribe to that too. Uh, do all the things that help us out. And uh, we will see you with uh, all brand new stuff. Me and uh, Jeremy and I are recording uh, later today on Monday. So that episode will drop before you know it. And then we'll have a, a Portland pregame and then a Portland post game and all, all the things. And then we get to have a little bit of a breather. Three, three, three days, no basketball, which I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of looking forward to as I'm sure the Knicks are looking forward to as well. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.